Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. This is the Art Beauty Podcast, where we tell the real truth about the fake shit. I'm Amber, and today, my fabulous and brilliant co-host is Dr. Gretchen Freeling. She is a triple board certified dermatopathologist. Try saying that three times fast. Trained at Harvard. She's also the founder of um, G-Face MD. She is the founder of Soyer Skin and is a top injector for many, many years running. Welcome to the show. What an honor to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I mean, I'm really excited because clearly when it comes to injecting, you know your stuff. You know, we're, we think we do, and then we keep learning and learning. And I think that's what makes, makes me a little bit different. You got to keep learning. And so, so where are you located right now? So I'm in Wellesley Hills, which is right outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Yep. Up in New England, nice and cold. I mean, do you have like 18 feet of snow there? No, it's actually really warm right now. I think it's, yesterday it was high 60s or something. It's been beautiful, but you know, slippery slope. I, it is a slippery slope. And I feel like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like in July, it starts snowing in Boston. I, in my head, I, I you know, it's just a really cold, cold place. Um, but beautiful. Very, very beautiful. Are you, Bo- are you from Boston originally? Nope. So I grew up in Florida, actually, Floridian at heart. So did you move there after Harvard? Was it like the Harvard life that kind of was like, okay, I could do this New England thing? Uh, yeah. So I, I did all of my school. I went to Florida state and then I went to the rival UF for med school. And then I matched in the Harvard system for my residency. So I shipped up here and then I never left. And that's what they say about Boston. You kind of never leave. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so my sister-in-law and brother-in-law lived in Boston. Now they're in Philly, but they're always like, I want to go back to Boston. Me. I'm like, no way I'm going South. Like I I'm in New York and it's not, if I'm going to move to Florida, it's just when. I would have moved there yesterday if I could have. Yeah. I think I love the culture up here. I love how unique it is and how you have the Cape and Nantucket and, you know, close, but the older you get, the more work it is. (laughs) So, Right. I mean, listen, you know, you are, I mean, a top doc. I mean, I also just feel like sun aside, right? Because sun is no good for us, but the cold weather is not good for our skin either. I mean, talk about dry cracking, you know, like that, that full moisture and humidity might not be so great for some of our hair, but man, is it good for the skin? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And that's why I think, you know, I've developed such a passion for skincare and my skincare line. I've put so many nourishing ingredients in it because you can't, you have to be so careful, careful about over drying. It's crazy. I mean, last week we had on the podcast, um, the founder or or the chief marketing officer for canopy humidifiers. I don't know about you, but I am so passionate about humidifiers because I feel like to me, if you don't have one running, if you're in like the Northeast, if you're anywhere where essentially the temperature drops below 60 and you're not running a humidifier, there's no point to investing in your skincare. Like you're just doing yourself such a disservice. What do you think as a doctor? I totally agree with you. I think that 
yeah, what's the harm anyway? Why not? And it makes a huge difference. That's reminding me to get mine out right now. <laughs> right? You're welcome. Thank you. And you're like, welcome for me. Oh, like you need to talk to yourself, how you talk to your patients. Okay. Let's take care of ourselves. Well, <laughs> listen, uh, the only time that I know to come out to, I'm in New York in, in an old building. Um, people who listened to this last week, you heard me all about it, but in New York, you will actually, when the heat comes on, it sounds like somebody is like cranking a metal, um, like wrench against a pipe. And oh, that's God. what it sounds like because it's steam heat kind of coming to life. And that's always when I know, oh, time to take the humidifiers out, put one in every room. <laughs> every room. And listen, if you're somebody who doesn't want to spend the money on a humidifier, at the very least, take a pot of water, although humidifiers these days, just get yourself a humidifier. Uh, you can get a I'm pot of water and like put it on, on the old radiators. That's what I, I did mean. when I was like out of college and I was super broke, but now just buy the damn humidifier. Anyway, today, um, for everybody who's listening, this is our last podcast of 2021. Um, just before we get into our topic today, uh, the holidays are coming up. We want you to spend time with your family. I want to spend time with my families. We know that's so important, but we will be back in 2022, starting the year off with our favorite gal, um, Jennifer Hamway, who's going to be helping us get back on our diets. Um, but today because we are going into party season, I wanted to have Dr. Gretchen Frailing on because she is a master injector. And I don't know about you, but I mean, how many of us are like ready to get our lips looking, lip smacking for New Year's Eve? Yep. Everybody yep. around here is. <laughs> Everybody around here. I recently went to um, uh, a, little, a, a little Botox party and the woman was like, you should do some lip filler. That'd be really good on you. I admittedly have never done it. I've been terrified. So I'm going to use this as sort of that. Your personal consultation. But get a personal consultation, <laughs> but also hoping to give information for everybody else out there. So let's dig right into this because I think there's such a connotation. Um, and in some ways, a negative. There are some negative connotations towards lip filler, right? That old sort of duck lip look, that overdone look. And some people actually really like that. Right. There's some places who are just like, give me, I want to look done. Um, but I find that a lot of people now are just doing it very, very subtly. Like I talk to somebody, I'm like, oh, what's, what's going on? And they're like, I got a little lip filler. And it's like, whoa, wow. I couldn't even tell. So yeah. like, Best. like if you, if you were a newbie to lip filler, like where do you even begin? Yeah. So it really depends on your goals. And I think results and it's a cultural thing. So the West coast, it's a lot different than the East coast very significantly. And I think we all can be and appreciate that, but in general, it's, it's about the whole face. And I think a lot of people will see lips on patients or people or their friends. They're like, ah, oh, your lips just stick out to me in a weird way. And the way we do it and the way I have trained my team to do it is that it, the lips need to go with the whole aesthetic, the whole face. They need to, to amplify the beauty of the entire face and be a symphony, an orchestra versus, oh, here's the lips in isolation, right? right. And so everybody's different. And so when I look at a lip, for example, you, you know, beautiful, thin to moderately, plump lips. And you want to be very gentle with these types of patients. You don't, you can't blow up a tiny, tiny lip to be huge in one sitting, or you're going to cause major, major issues, not only with safety wise, but for their aesthetic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we do, um, we do the treatment in two sittings. And so okay. we do one and it's beautiful and plump, but when you're swollen, you really love it. So you don't feel uncomfortable. 
and then it settles and that filler absorbs water. And then when you come back in two weeks, we do any tiny adjustments, we fine tune, we may add a little bit of filler that gives more structure or plump. Um, and it's so crazy how patients come in and they're so scared, but they really want to do it, but they're so scared. And then they come back at that two week mark and they cannot wait. And that's just the best thing. And probably can't wait to get more. So I've had filler in other places and I always laugh because I'm like, if you go home and you wake up the next morning, you're like, this looks so good. You definitely didn't get enough filler because you're going to be swollen, right? So if you think that the swollen look is like the end goal, prepare yourself because in about a week or so that swelling is going to go down. It's going to be much more subtle. Um, and if you like, you know, I've had people who are like, oh my gosh, I just had filler. Look, I look great. And like, ah, you're, you're going to have to go back and get more. Cause it's not going to look like that. Um, yeah, well, and on the flip I- side, I've had friends who got lip filler for the first time, whose lips were like huge. And, um, you know, once the swelling went down, it looked yeah. so much better. Uh, do you think that the lips more than other areas swell more? I think it's so patient to patient, um, in general, okay. they, um, but everybody swells and it's just a matter of their kind of their background and their skin phenotype and everything. People can swell pretty significantly in the cheeks. And it also depends on the type of product you're using. Um, can we, can we get into that? Because I know that there's a bunch of different ones on the market. And I, I just want to preface by saying, you know, so much of any filler, it's in the hands of the provider, right? So, so we know that, but are there certain things, you know, because we have listeners, not only just all over the United States, but actually all over the world, um, that when they are going to their providers, that they might want to consider or ask for, and let's start with the product. Are there, you know, I feel like there's so many out there Mm-hmm. benefits of, of some, is there one that you particularly like? Yeah. So when it comes to lips specifically, you really want to stick with a reversible hyaluronic acid filler. And there's other types of fillers you can put all over the face that are, are different and they're collagen stimulators, but we don't touch those. We don't put those in the lips. Um, so the hyaluronic acid fillers, it's a spectrum and you can get very fluid, almost like water consistency. It's called low G prime fillers that don't have a lot of lifting capacity or structure. They're more for hydration. And then you have a whole spectrum up to the fillers that have more lifting capacity and structuring and contouring. So nice to blend them together. And I'm not, you know, you really in aesthetics, you need to think outside of the box and be creative. And a lot of people are like, Oh, we just use this one filler. I'm like, this is what we do. Uh, But with me, let's say it's somebody who comes in, who's, you know, a, uh, a wiser individual and their lips are really, really deflated and kind of crinkled on themselves. And there's little pockets in them. You don't want to use something that's thick because you can imagine it's going to ball up and just poop, pooch right into those little poochings, the pouchings and just ball up there and not look great. So you want to use something that's more fluid and has more water consistency that spreads out and becomes hydrating. Then you can add more lift and definition, but I mean, that's- so yeah. So if there's not one product you're like, you're, you're loving, um, I, again, going back to, you really need to have these conversations with your provider. And I guess, do you think, um, before and afters are, you know, what do you think of the before and afters? Like how much should we rely on those when we're looking for our, our lip injector? Yeah. So social media is a total animal, right? right. And people Photoshop and they can steal people's images and there's a whole thing. Um, so I think it's good to, to 
look and in general and just get an idea. But um, I think it's good to have consultations with your providers. You know, we all we require consultations here and we can do a treatment at that time. But you really you want to get to know your provider, know that your aesthetics are in line with each other and that you feel like you trust your provider. Um, I would take before and afters with a grain of salt, but they do hold weight, you know, if they're honest. Right. You know, um, that's a good point. You know, I, before you mentioned you want to have a reversible hyaluronic acid. Is that something by, by reversible, you mean that can be dissolved if it's not something that, you like? That's a whole other animal we can talk about. Yeah. Because okay. Yeah. Wanting to dissolve now. Um, a lot of people, whole faces, I think the whole blown up look is really becoming unpopular. And yeah. a friend of mine recently was just at a party. She's like, everybody was totally deflated that they're dissolving their whole faces. It's crazy. Um, but that's, it's just interesting what's happening. Well, well, you know what? I don't want to digress too, too much, but what, like, what, what are they doing in place of? Yeah. So some of them are dissolving their filler to then get little tiny facelifts or they're dissolving their filler Mm. again in the right way. Um, but it's really awesome to know that the products are here and they're reversible for safety reasons. Number one, right? Because we don't want it to get into a vessel or somewhere we don't want it to go. And then also just aesthetic wise, you know, what is your ideal aesthetic? If you get filler over the course of many years, Studies have shown around the eyes and the tear trough and even in the lip filler can last for 10 years and no, it's really, not, it, yeah. Oh, cause I was like, why are they going to get like, why don't you just wait a year to get your little baby facelift and wait till it dissolves? But okay. Yeah. I mean, they have shown that there's filler there at 10 years, not in everybody, but right. in, in people that can exist. And you think about the muscles, the muscles around the mouth and the eye are circles. And so when a circle or a sphincter contracts, it becomes closed and that whatever's underneath it or around it, it's going to be pushed out. And so that's why in under eyes, you can get bags and you can get um, more, you know, swelling and filler is pushed into the wrong place. And same with lips, it can kind of be pushed or migrate above the lip. And that's when you really want to dissolve because it starts to look not so great. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is where I think people get terrified. So let's talk about, um, you know, our, let's talk about the safety of this, right? Because you've mentioned that a couple of times. What are some of the safety concerns we need to be aware of when getting filler in the lips? So just like anywhere else in the face, you know, we have vessels and we have blood vessels and arteries. And if you get filler in one of those blood vessels, you can compromise the blood supply. And there's different signs and symptoms that you really want to be aware of to see if any of those are present when you're injecting and really understanding your anatomy, making sure that your injector is educated. They've done cadaver labs. They've dissected faces and lips and know where these vessels are. Um, you know, it's important to do this yearly. It's never enough because everybody's so different. No matter how much you memorize where vessels are, everybody's a little different. So, you know, fillers are safe because they are, these specific fillers are reversible. And so I often tell people I inject with one hand and I dissolve with the other one. And I'm so proud of that for so many reasons, mostly safety wise. Um, and you always want to be honest with your patients and tell them, you know, there's always a risk that we can get into a blood vessel, but you know, there it's, it is treatable. So the other effect you can get is nodules. I don't know if you've had any friends, you know, they get like bumps and nodules in their lips. No, well, but you know what, there's a very famous actress who I just love, um, you know, who went and had filler and then developed those as she was unbotched. Um, uh, what was it? What do they call them? Granulomas. Yes. And, and, and it's, you know, this is a woman I have to imagine. She's so funny and so wonderful um, and probably has access to some of the best doctors in the world and it can't be fixed. 
Yeah. It's terrifying. It's terrifying, you know, and it it does depend on what type of filler, but hyaluronic acid, if you get little granulomas, there are treatments and they, they are treatable. It just takes some time and you have to be on medications, steroids, possibly other injections to dissolve them. Um, but they are treatable. It just takes time and they're very depressing to you because it's, is that, is that rare? I mean, it's like Botox too, right? I mean, we, I was reading something the other day about this very famous influencer who had to deal with the Botox droop, um, Mm for, for a couple months, because there's nothing that can dissolve Botox. Right. But there are treatments to, um, to help lift that eyelid. And we're learning about new medications, uh, as well as eye drops, and you can do certain injections to help lift the eyelid. So we are developing and growing. And, um, you know, if, if I don't know the answer to something, which, you know, the minute I feel like I know everything, that's what I'm worried about myself. (laughs) Um, but yeah. So, Let's go back to the lips now, because I want to talk about what do you think some of the signs are of bad lip injections, right? We've all seen it. Um, to me, I feel like my, the, and maybe I'm wrong, the biggest telltale to me for somebody who has gotten lip filler is like a very defined ridge. Mm-hmm. Ridge meaning the cupid's bow? Yeah, yeah. Or like, it's just like, if you were to look at it the side, it almost looks like um, it's not like a smooth from like their, their it's like, They've got a, it's a little chunk. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is, you know, that's not necessarily a sign of bad lip filler, but I think. No, just of lip filler. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just a sign of lip filler. And, you know, products that show that type of result are a specific type of product. And, okay. you know, Firm and Restylane, and they have different qualities and different characteristics. And so, you know, one of those brands tends to do that a little bit more, um, but can you say which brand? I, so, I, in my opinion, Juvederm, okay, tends to be a bit more chunky, okay, uh, some like that look. Restylane right. is a bit softer. I prefer Restylane. Um, I think it's it's softer. It's more um, delicate and gentle, but you can also have some plumping with it as well. But I just think it's softer. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think, I think that is one of the signs that somebody's had lip filler. You know, the other sign is that they stick out too far. You know, they just yeah. way out of their face. It's so untasteful in my opinion. And why is that? Is that like the, the technique that the injector is using? Is it the amount? It's both. It's okay. also what patient's baseline anatomy, right? Um, and do they keep coming back and wanting more and more and more? And a lot of times it's like, okay, if you're going to give me money, I'll inject you. And, and I'm absolutely against that. Right. So if I don't align with you and I think the aesthetic is just not what I would want my patient to have, then I would say, you know, I don't feel comfortable injecting you, but I think we need more of that around. <laughs> well, and let me tell you, listen, anything that once you start, once you start getting into the nitty gritty, it is a slippery slope, right? Because once you fix the wrinkles here, you're like, oh, well, I'm noticing a little unevenness here. I mean, you know, it's a slippery slope. So, so I get it. I get it. And I think with the lips, especially people probably it's like that. Oh my gosh. Now I'm just like, I've got these big gorgeous lips and people kind of lose sight of the whole overall anatomy and sort of the whole cohesive look. Um, and I think that's why it's important to have before photos. So a lot of my patients that come in and have been coming to me for years, I'm like, do you remember where you were two years ago? And I'm like, Whoa, you know, I can't believe it. So that's also important. It helps. So, um, what do you think are some signs of bad lip filler? Um, so I think, you know, migration is one thing, but you know, it's hard to say, you know, it's hard to say I'm looking at someone, I think bad lip filler is something that, you know, maybe the, maybe the injector doesn't have, um, 
an artistic eye, so they just plump everything up and everything is the same. So okay. the majority of the volume in a beautiful lip is in the central third. Okay. Okay. People talk about the golden ratio where a lot of, um, we're kind of moving away from that because different ethnicities, different cultures have different ideals of, you know, ideas of what they think is beautiful. And some like both the upper and lower lip to be equal 50, 50, some sure. like the top a little bit smaller than the lower lip. Um, but in general, the, the most of the volume should be in the central third. So if you start adding tons and tons of volume laterally, that's when you get into that duck look that looks very unnatural, kind of sausage-esque, uh, I think is very, very bad. Now, when you have filler, can you feel <laughs> it in your lips? Or like if somebody was kissing you, could they feel it? No, I mean, your lips feel, <laughs> they may feel a little different. Again, depending on the product, some of them that are thicker, you can tell they feel more dense. Oh. Oh, you're so, we still got you. Okay. okay. They feel more yeah. dense. All right. Yeah. They're still, they're more dense. Um, and just I think more is the way I want to say it. Um, but can I feel it for my lips, which I have? No. Do you have it? Oh, let's see. Look at that. Thank you for sharing. Um, to, well, who injects your lips? So I do not do my own injections. Right. Um, I, that's not unnecessary. So um, before I had a team, I had other injectors in the area that I trusted and, and okay. we would inject each other and, and learn from each other and learn new techniques, which was so fun. And now I have incredible injectors here that inject each other. It's really fun. That's, I mean, I, can I just tell you what a great job that is? Uh, you are, you know, everybody. And I love, I, your social media is phenomenal. I did a deep dive of it this morning. I was looking specifically at lips, but it looks like you and the gals have so much fun. Like you actually really like each other. You Like I was looking at trips that you've all been on. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, so, okay. So, so going back to lips, we talked about some of the safety concerns. We talked about some of the things that you want to know, I, you know, before and after, I, I, I guess it's, you know, if you don't have a good recommendation, you know, the before and afters you want to kind of take with a grain of salt. Social media. Yeah. I yeah. would say, I would say it gives you an idea, um, the skill level of somebody. It really does. You can see themes on Instagram and um, it's also tough because people generally do the after right after and your lips are going to be swollen, right? It's not right. going to be the settle. So do you want to ask like, what was it to, do you have one from two weeks later? Exactly. I think that's yeah. always better. And I think in general, people post their best work on social media. At least right. that's, I think, <laughs> um, right. but if it looks bad and that's quote unquote, their best work, you know, you just want to, yeah, just use your, use your gut. Right. Um, and now, okay, are there things that we should be doing? So, you know, it's December 14th, New Year's is two weeks away. Is it too late to go get that sort of perk up now? Like how long should you wait before like a big event or like something exciting like that before you're getting your filler? Yeah, so it depends on you. So if you're someone who's like, oh, I wanna tell everybody I had lip filler, then you can do it whenever, right? But if it's somebody who's a little bit more hesitant, you wanna hide it from your significant other or whatever, I usually tell people bruising lasts about a week, you know? Um, but you can put concealer on, there are amazing makeups right now out there, you know, that you can find that are thicker and then you can put lipstick on. I think, give yourself a week, but okay. yeah. So if you're okay. for all you New Year's babies, there's still time to go get it immediately. <laughs> oh, plenty of time. We have plenty of time. December is our busiest month. Um, it's crazy. Is it? What are people coming in for the most? <laughs> um, a lot of lips, um, yeah. but kind of 
everything. I think um, a lot of line smoothing, Botox, Dysport, a lot of lips, a lot of cheeks, kind of everything. Yeah, you know, like that freshening up. What what was the last one? A lot of hands. A lot of hands. Are they doing now filler in the hands a lot? Hands. Yeah, because your face, nothing like your hands. Hey, it's a giveaway. It is a dead giveaway. And a lot of IPL, IPL on the hands is amazing too. If you've got sun damage, um, what are some things though? Okay. So if we're like ready to take the plunge, what are some things that we should do beforehand? What are some things we shouldn't do beforehand? Yep. So you want to avoid blood thinners for at least 48 hours, hopefully more. So aspirin, Advil, Aleve, ibuprofen, fish oil, vitamin E. There's some herbs like St. John's wort, uh, that you want to avoid. And, you know, kind of avoid all unnecessary supplements and vitamins, you know, for about a week beforehand to avoid bruising. Uh, I find that patients that work out right before their appointment tend to bruise a little more. Is that scientifically studied? I don't know. But you can't work out either afterwards either. You can work out the next day. But I say, you know, try not to work out right away, right beforehand. You may bruise. Uh, What else? Alcohol intake should be minimized. That also causes <laughs> no alcohol. Don't do it. Just don't do it. You're going to bruise. Just don't do it. Yep. Um, and before I go get Botox, I wait a week, like a, a week of no drinking, which I know is is probably more than I need. But if I even drink like three days before, I'm going to bruise. So a full week has been, that's been my sweet spot personally. Yeah. And it can make a difference. And you know yourself best, you know? Yeah. Um, you can take Arnica. There's Arnica okay. tablets. For about two weeks beforehand. Do they help? I don't know. You know, sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I take the Arnica too. I'm like, maybe, (laughs) you know, maybe luckily it's not that expensive. So you don't feel so bad doing that. Um, you know, you mentioned before too, that there's, um, lip filler for sort of volume. Um, but you mentioned hydration. What did you mean by that? Yeah. So when you mentioned earlier, how you were saying some of your friends got them done and you're like, wow, you did. I didn't even know. So that's really, we can do lip filler for a couple of different reasons. You know, you can do it to plump them up. You can do it for hydration and that thinner type of lip filler that's more water-based, the hyaluronic acid of it absorbs water. It's hydrophilic, so it loves water. It plumps, it also stimulates your own collagen. So over time, your cells will be plumped up. Um, And you wanna use that type of filler. It's not plumping and defining, it's just replenishing that volume loss that you've had over the years beautiful. And then what ends up happening is they love them so much. They're like, okay, I want a little bigger. No, I want a little bit more. It's a slippery slope. Just be prepared. It's a slippery slope. I've never met anybody who's ever had lip filler who hasn't said it's a very slippery slope. Um, Before I let you go, you know, we were talking about that. I've also heard lately that they're doing like um, Botox in the lips for like a lip flip. And then I know there's like the lip flip. That's like the legit surgical one. So, how, but they do it with Botox now too, yeah? They do. So you, the lip lift is the surgical one where they- Oh, yes. Distance from the base of the nose to the top of the lip is the filtral distance. And so as we age, that gets longer and that's an aging feature. It makes you look older. So the lip lift actually cuts at the base of the nose and you lift the lip up and take some of the tissue out. Yeah, it's amazing. Because you're not adding, you know, if you don't want to add volume- That's me look so weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can do a lip flip with Botox where you relax the orbiculars orus muscle. And instead of it pulling in, it relaxes and technically your upper and lower lip can evert and kind of turn out a little bit. It's so minimal. It doesn't last very long. I personally think to soften the vertical lines or the smokers lines around the mouth and to evert fillers the best and just go to someone 
people that you trust that can put the right amount of volume that it's not filling you up too much. Um, the other two, you can try it. I just think you're kind of wasting your money in my opinion. Got it. Got it. Okay. So the lip, the lip flip is the Botox one. The lip lift is the surgical one. Um, I'm seeing the lip lift, sorry, everywhere on social media these days. That seems to be like, I know it's, I think it's, it's great for the right person. You know, I do too. And then they're like, you know, I think I'm just going to go get a lip lift. I'm like, honestly do it. You know, I go for it. So I just love all of this. You know, like I said, the real truth about the fake shit. Amen. I love living in a time when we can really just, you know, minor tweaks, major, major results is what I like to say. Um, well, if people want to know more about this, um, if people want to come and see you, how can they find you? You guys can find me on my Instagram. Of course, it's G face MD and the skincare line is the Soyer skin collection. S O Y I E R. And then we're over on TikTok. We're growing our TikTok. It's a little bit quieter over there for us, but it's uh, Dr. Dot G face MD. Okay. And find me at gfacemd.com and learn more about my practice, but say hello on my Instagram. I'm always on there. It's an unhealthy relationship. Okay. <laughs> uh, listen, we all have it. Um, and I love that. And if you have questions that of course you listening at home want me to ask, um, Dr. Freeling, I'm always happy to do that. You can email me at, uh, am at, sorry, at hello at our beauty podcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and, um, here on YouTube at art beauty podcast. I want to thank you so much Thank you. Dr. Freeling, it's been such an honor to have you on here. Um, and I want to thank everybody who's been listening through uh, the whole year. Love having you. Love the support. Love the comments. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to wish you all the absolute best holidays you could possibly have. Um, and I'm really, really excited to come back swinging in 2022. Um, so I will not see you next Tuesday, but I'll see you in a few Tuesdays. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.